Hello, and welcome to Live with Jacqueline, the podcast. As this is being recorded, you would find me laying on the hotel floor, tucked between a chair and the curtains, because this is the area where there's going to be the least amount of reverb, and you can hear the very noisy refrigerator hum in the background. At least I hope that you can. Today's episode is about how I started using weights in my fitness journey. And this isn't going to be what you think it is, okay? Because maybe if you follow me on Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, here she is like back squatting all this weight on this heavy bar. Like I can never do that. No friends. That is not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when I really started trying to think about Let's not just do some cardio anymore, but maybe we're going to strength train a little bit and what that's going to do, not only for my body, but then ultimately for my confidence. So we're going to rewind back to like 1996. Yes, that's right. That for me is when I was 16 years old. And I remember my softball team going into the weight room for the first time And I thought, what the heck am I even doing here? Shouldn't we be out on like the field? Why are we lifting weights? I don't even understand. Being able to step into that space made me feel wildly intimidated because in my mind, girls don't lift. That's where the boys are. But I had the obviously team experience to show up in there, right? So we did that. We had our coach. We knew that we had the safe space. And I remember, you know, maybe trying to do some bench pressing here and there, but no rhyme or reason. Okay. Let's now skip over to college. I, (laughs) I did not work out in college. Um, I lifted handles of Captain Morgan (laughs) with with Dr. Pepper. It was not good. Okay. Um, I attempted to go to like a kickboxing class because Tai Bo was really cool at the time. I occasionally went for a run on campus. I never was part of those girls who paid for the gym membership and went and worked out in the fitness rec center. I tried once to go. My girlfriend had a pass. And I looked at all these, honestly, I looked at all the skinny bitches around me. I was still, I don't know. You guys know I've gained and lost 20 pounds ever since I was 14. And so in college, obviously, I gained quite a bit, um, probably 30 pounds. I remember, though, that first year, my freshman year, going in and thinking, oh, I don't deserve to be here. Like, I could not even handle the idea of getting on an elliptical when I was just this girl who had a normal body at the time. Um, Like, not, I hadn't gained all the weight yet. And there was these girls next to me, and I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, I got to get out of here. So, again, no confidence, no ability to be able to take up space, a lot of unworthiness. I don't deserve to be here. Look at her. Oh my gosh, I got to go. So that did, again, lead me to exploring a little bit of running outside because I was alone and I was scared, you know, to be in front of other people working out. And I knew I wouldn't have judgment, but that didn't last long. The weight flew on, got a boyfriend. There you go. Okay, now let's fast forward to chiropractic school. I had definitely a little bit prior to school been focusing on just eating a little bit better, 
obviously reducing my alcohol consumption um, for a little bit, at least, because I knew that um, drinking Captain and Coke and Dr. Pepper was not serving me in myriad ways, um, especially calorically. And then I was like, I want to show up to this new place because it's new people. I get to kind of reinvent myself, so to speak. What was cool was the mindset of people who were at school. Everybody was into health and fitness. So we would be in class from 8 to 5. Yes, you heard me, 8 to 5. We'd be sitting all day, and then you have this pent-up energy. So then we would go down to the gym. It was like a little flock of seagulls. We just like went down there, and I remember lifting. I had no rhyme or reason, though, to what I was doing. This is how my thought process went. Oh, um, I want to have stronger legs and shapelier legs. So let me do some exercises that will get me to those things. And so I would actually do, um, believe it or not, this, okay, so I was 22. I'm 42. So this is 20 years ago. I'm actually doing the same exact lift that I did on Monday that I did when I was 22. It's a goblet squat. Okay, and it's a like a sumo goblet squat where your kind of legs are like in a plie position for ballet and you have a dumbbell and you're kind of lowering it down and you're standing up, right? But in my mind at that time, I was like, I got to work. Okay, geez, this is coming up. This is a trip down memory lane. At that time, I thought my inner thighs are fat. I need to burn fat on my inner thighs. How do I get them to get skinnier? Let's lift this and see if that works. That's what I thought. I mean, because that's what I was taught in the magazines. Nobody took the time to help me understand, like, why lifting would be an appropriate thing for women to do. I had no idea. Um, a little bit later on in that first year of chiropractic school, um, I did have a, a boyfriend who was like, here's some lifting things that you should do. And he took the time to show me. So we started doing some leg curls and some leg presses on the machines. He actually got me to start bench pressing, which was really cool. I started doing some things on the Swiss ball with dumbbells. So we were working on my core. Um, I started juggling a medicine ball while kneeling on a Swiss ball. Now, if you guys remember, down in Florida, I was starting to do that stuff again. I mean, you know, it ain't just about those baggy jeans and... <laughs> The choker necklace is coming back uh, for fashion. These exercises can be really helpful and confident building for us, right? Okay. The other thing I did in chiropractic school, which I desperately want back in my life, and I have to go find it. I did step aerobics. And it was fucking awesome. It was so awesome because it was fun honestly, that was the first reason I would go is because all the girls in my class were, a bunch of girls in my class were going. A girl in my class was the instructor. Her name was Jenny. She was super fit. I loved her energy. She was a great instructor. And I thought, okay, well, I'm stepping up onto a step. So I know I'm going to build leg muscles. So my legs are going to get skinnier because I'm going to lose fat because I'm putting muscle there. That's how I thought. Okay. Just not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you why I thought it. And then I thought, okay, I'll also show up to do this because it's fun. And let me tell you what, like step aerobics is dancing on a freaking box. So <laughs> there's a lesson to learn as far as choreography is concerned. I had no idea what the heck I was doing, but I showed up. And when you start to build that confidence in your experience of saying, oh my gosh, this is something I don't know what I'm going to 
do, like how good I'm going to be at it. Or I don't really care what other people think. I'm just going to show up even though I'm in this class with other people. Let me be the first to tell you, which I know I'm not the first, but I'm going to double down on it. More people are way more concerned about what they look like than what you look like and what you're doing. Okay? So don't worry about what other people are looking at you or thinking about you at the gym because they're probably not. They're more concerned about taking their own selfie and posting it to Instagram or like what their biceps look like for their own personal satisfaction. Okay? So that gym intimidation, put that over to the side. I really am going to double down on that so many times throughout this episode because that I think is the number one reason why women will not step into the weight space. They're scared. They think they don't have a place. So did I have a bit of a safe space that guided me into that? Yes, I did. I had an insular class of 100 kids in chiropractic school. I had a boyfriend at the time who taught me to lift a little bit. I had girlfriends who were doing class who were, they were just like, hey, come on, let's go together. So that would be my first tip for you as we kind of take a pause between now and like when I moved out to Boston. If you have gym intimidation, find a freaking buddy. That will change everything. Find a friend who you can show up with in this space and say, I see you. I love you. I have confidence that you're here and I'm not going to run away because I know that you're also here with me and you might feel a little uncomfortable, but let's feel a little uncomfortable together, shall we? But we're here and, and walking through the door is already a gold star, my friend. Okay. But if we stay a little bit longer, we get gold star plus. All right. Okay. But remember, I was not following any kind of program. I was just following the what will make Jacqueline's legs look better program because that's all that I knew because I've always had, I've always had thicker legs. Um, very strong, very muscular. That's just how my body shape is. And I was always kind of skinny on top. So I was like this, I don't know, people call that a pear shape, whatever. I don't even like to label it, but that's always how my body was. And so we're taught as women to work on your problem areas. First of all, like that's such a loaded fucking statement. Like, oh my, <laughs> my ass is a problem for you now. You know what I mean? Like, how fucked up is that? Okay. So, but anyways, I, I always carry weight in my lower half, way more easier than anywhere else. Um, and so I'm always like, I want to troubleshoot that. So let's lift, let's lift, let's uh, do the step aerobics to burn the body fat in the air. Newsflash, girls, ladies, men, everybody, you cannot spot reduce body fat. Let me repeat that. You cannot spot reduce body fat. You can't say, hey, here's my love handle. I want to lose fat in that area. Let me do a crunch. Oh, here's my saddlebag. Let me start doing, you know, leg lifts and let me get that fat to go away and melt right there. It doesn't work. It's overall fat loss. End of story, period, not nothing else. Okay. So, uh, and I can even expand more on that in a different episode, but not today's. We leave chiropractic school. We drive out to Boston. And I knew that I wanted to continue this lifestyle of mine. I didn't have any money, basically dead broke. I was living with a chiropractor in her basement, and I just had access to running around a pond. So at the time, I had a tiny little iPad, no, an iPod, those little square ones. Remember those tiny little square ones? They were like an inch by an inch. And I had like five songs that I could, I afforded to download. I clipped it to my, you know, little waistband. And I would run around what was called Jamaica Plain or JP Pond. 
I remember I had a Kanye West song that I could ride ride to the beat, <laughs> run to the beat, gold digger. And that's what I did. And I would run the pond twice. And that was uh, about nearly a three-mile loop. And that's what I had access to at the time. So no strength training, but I did definitely do some cardio in that time. But I was desperate to get back to lifting weights because I saw what it did for my body. Eventually, um, I moved a little bit into another neighborhood and was able to join a gym. And it was one of these global type gyms where, you know, you got all the kinds of uh, machines. You have free weights, dumbbells. I'm sure that there were barbells. There was actually like, I remember now, a section where there were barbells and the dumbbells that were separate. So it was almost like, I often call those things bro spaces. And do you know what I mean by that? And that's not to be um, derogatory. And that's not to be, oh, women don't belong here. But that's where a lot of times guys who are lifting really heavy will spend all their time. They're kind of strutting around and doing the thing. And girls, to try to get in there, you're like, you got to step up your shit and feel like, you know what? I belong here. I have every right to be in this space just as much as you. Now, I didn't have that kind of confidence at the time, but I also was like, well, I'm not going to just not do the leg, the, <laughs> I'm not going to do my plie squats over here in the corner. Like, I'm going to, that's where my dumbbell is. I got to go get it. So um, I would kind of wait to see if it was a little quiet in there and then I would sneak in there. Now, that's another tip for you. If you're feeling gym intimidated, look and pay attention to the high volume times, meaning look and see when is it really busy? When is, when are the bros there? When are, when are the people who are taking up all that space and you can't, you know, you got to sit and wait for like some equipment to open up? Pay attention to those times. If you don't know, then maybe ask the front desk and say, hey, like when's a more quiet time? And maybe that is when you can get in there and start using the weights in the way that you want to, that's going to build your confidence when there's less people around. Okay. All right. Now, but again, still no structured programming. I didn't know. I had no idea that there was something out there that might help me to like learn to lift um, in a kind of focused fashion. All right. So then there was a period of time where I was doing triathlons, sprint triathlons, um, running, biking, swimming. So that was my space there. And I didn't do any kind of weight training during that time. Definitely an a great experience for me and I had just built confidence in a whole different way because doing triathlons is hard and at the time I was vegan I think <laughs> I had a no meat athlete t-shirt so no strength training then and then finally what happened was I was carrying a lot of weight I was being athletic but I didn't look like I worked out and I thought oh my gosh like I am not feeling great about my body. I'd like to shift and change some things. What could that look like? And I had a friend come into my chiropractic office and she's like, I think you should come join CrossFit. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, I think you might really like it. Come to the gym with me. Please come to the gym with me. I said no. She was persistent in a kind but loving way. And she just held space for me. And she said, I think you should come join it. You know, I know you want to try to make some friends. Um, I know you want to try to lift. You can come lift here in a supportive group. Just please come. Come to a class. This is when I go. And it happened to be at a time that I had free. And so um, I did. 
actually shoot, I totally skipped over something. I did start doing some um, boot camp style classes. There was a I, my office was in a space called Cats. I can't believe I forgot this. This is how I met my husband. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What? You forgot? You were doing boot camp?" I did boot camp for a while. So I was doing um, cross training. It was stations. It was good, and you know that was actually really helpful for me during that triathlon time. That was like the end of my triathlon experience. Um, so. To recap, I did triathlons without doing boot camp stuff. And then as I was starting to get a little bit more like, oh, I need to figure out how to do some, here's a boot camp um, that's right down the hallway from me. Let me get a little bit stronger in my triathlon game. And so I started doing that um, style of working out, which was good too, because it gave me the dumbbell experience. Again, not in a necessarily structured program like hypertrophy training or progressive overload, which those are just ways that we build muscle and get stronger. Uh, It was just in a, hey, let's do as many reps as possible, pick the dumbbells that work best for you, and then move on to the next station. Okay. So that also can be a way for you to start too, where you're like, I don't really know how to lift weights. Uh, I don't want to do a structured program right now because I don't even know what that word means over there have somebody else kind of set up a program for you. And so meaning like um, an F45 or a boot camp style class that gives you the access to learning how to lift some dumbbells or even just touching them and getting used to them and being able to show up and move the weight without feeling like you don't know what you're doing. Okay. And a, a word of caution to that is you also have to be careful because you need to focus on form. And sometimes when you're in group sessions like that and you're not having a good coach watching over you to correct your form or your posture, um, that can also be somewhere where you get a little maybe too competitive. You know, I've seen that happen with some of my clients who've done um, different programs like Orange Theory, F45, things like that. I'm not knocking any of those. That's just my, and even CrossFit, listen, that's one of the reasons I end up leaving because you start comparing yourself and, going too fast and not paying attention for him, Bears boot camp, another one. So um, my friend Janae actually has a really amazing program um, that she runs in Cape Cod called Live Empowered Fitness. And they, it, you know, what's great about that is she's helping people in different styles in her boot camp, but they're always going around, always correcting, always making sure that people are doing it right. And then pushing in the right co- in the right direction when they need to, and then also just shifting and moving weights in a way that help you to build your confidence, which I absolutely adore. Okay. So go back to CrossFit. I started going, at the time I fell in love. I I think it was like 32, something of that age. So this is 10 years ago. And I did that for six years. And that is where I learned about progressive overload, meaning putting more weights on your barbell over time to get stronger and being able to show up and lift a barbell with confidence. CrossFit gave me that. It gave me that because I was in a space with other people. So I had a partner at all times. I had somebody who was watching out for me, my coach, Coach Steve. I will tell you to this day, he is just one of the most amazing coaches that I've ever had who watched me and made sure that I was doing things in the right fashion and encouraged me in the right way without putting me in danger. Okay. But encouraged me to get stronger. And I recognized like, oh, wow, I'm getting so strong, but I'm also not looking like I work out. And I was doing CrossFit five days a week. I was going to spin class one day a week over at SoulCycle. 
And I just was like, what is going on? And that's when I actually ended up hiring my first coach um, for tracking macros. And that's when I left CrossFit and started doing booty by Brett training. Now, this is five years ago. I had built the confidence now. Watch, did you see the progression? Let's rewind. She started lifting a couple dumbbells here or there, sneaking into like the little bro spaces in the globo gyms. Then she started doing some boot camps with some dumbbells. Then she moved into group fitness that had barbells. And now she moved into a dedicated hypertrophy and overload progression, aka somebody who's writing a lifting program for me with dumbbells or barbells. Even though it's not run specifically for me, I can follow it and I can work out solo and do this. So when you see me lifting weights online, you need to understand the backstory. I didn't just magically show up and do that. This shit's been like 20 years, kids. 20 years. So when you're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to do what she does? Or I'm never going to get there. It's going to take forever. Well, no, not necessarily take forever. What you need to have is something that's structured that you can focus on. And so then you can build. You know, that's what we teach at Little with Jacqueline. You build foundational habits. You build foundational consistency. And it can go really quickly from there. All right, so I left CrossFit because, I mean, for a lot of reasons, that's not this podcast episode, but the main reason was I didn't look how I wanted to look. I was having a lot of low back pain, and I wasn't building my body in a way that aesthetically I knew was pleasing to me. Um, So I started lifting with Booty by Brett. I hired my first coach for tracking macros, and that's when everything changed. I lost, you know, the 25 pounds. Uh, I also gained a lot of confidence in my lifting ability because I was like, all right, you're on your own now. You got to fucking show up because nobody else is asking you to come to class at 930. You didn't pay for a membership. You've, you know, built this gym at the time. I just, you know, again, this is something too you need to know. The gym that we have now, that took time to build. I started, everybody asked me all this all the time. I started with a rack, meaning uh, a squat rack. I built, I have a, still have the video of when Frankie and I put it together myself. <laughs> Those were the days. I should put that up on Instagram. And um, I, it was just me and a wrench and Frank, and we built it. And we had little interlocking pads that I got from Home Depot, and that was it. I had that, and I bought a Reebok bench so I could do hip thrusts. And those two things. I think we installed the pull-up bar uh, a little bit after that because we had a really short ceiling, eight feet, and I would hit my head. <laughs> I would hit my head on the ceiling. We still have a short ceiling in the basement. But that smaller sh- setup allowed me to get done everything I needed to get done. So I could show up. And it was hard in the beginning in terms of, all right, you people are, this is another one I hear all the time. How do you motivate to get yourself to the gym? I don't. I don't. I don't motivate to get myself to the gym ever. I rely on consistency every single time. I started blocking my meeting times with myself several years before that programming. And then I had my consistency with my workouts in having had gone to CrossFit. So I already had, quote unquote, the schedule. So I transferred that onto my own at-home experience. And I didn't waver. And that allowed me to be consistent and show up. So I started lifting Booty by Brett in my basement. And, oh, man, maybe years ago I did, you know, a little Instagram story on how I, like, 
got myself to not only stay consistent there, I would shut the door. I painted it in a color that made me, you know, feel strong. I would put on good music. I would put on workout clothes that made me feel confident. And I would get down there and be like, all right, you have an hour. Let's get this shit done. And I have videotaped myself. Remember, I just put up a story in Instagram today about please start videotaping yourself no matter where you're at in your journey, but especially in the very beginning. I had a client do this the other day and she was giggling. She was like, oh my gosh, here we are. Because I said, I need you to have somebody film your first pull-up. And she's like, I can't. I'm like, I know you can't do one right now. That's the whole point. Because when you get your first one and you see that progression, you're going to blow your eyes out. Because it's going to be one of the best days of your life because you're going to say, I did that. I worked really hard. I showed up. And here I am. And even if you think it's nothing, even if you think it's so small, even if you're embarrassed and you're like, I can't believe I look like that. What the heck am I even doing? Here's my crappy form. Oh, I can't even hold on to the bar. Yeah, don't forget. When I learned to do pull-ups, I couldn't even hang from the bar. I had no grip strength. My, I, I was heavy. And I was just like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. It flashed me back to being the fat kid in gym class when I was 10 years old and couldn't climb the rope because she couldn't hold her body weight up. Yep. Had that again at 33. That sucks. But you know what? I knew I was going to get better if I just kept at it and kept showing up. And that brings us to today, my friends. That brings us to a, a space where I'm crushing into 43 hard and fast next month. I am still lifting consistently at least three days a week. I am showing up and doing band work and I have cardio one to two days a week. And I'm making sure that I get my steps and my walks in. I built that. That's a foundation. And that can ebb and that can flow. And I think that's the coolest thing you need to know. And I'm going to wrap up this very long episode for LWJ standards with this. As you get older and you really take a think about what do I want my body to look like in terms of its health, its fitness, its ability, you can throw aesthetic in there if you want. You're allowed to do that. But I really want you to think about this. How do I want to feel when I'm 40, 50, 60, 70, 80? How do you want to feel? Do you want to feel strong or fragile? Do you want to be worried about a hip fracture? Or do you want to take the time now to build that foundation so when you're cruising into those ages, you're like, mm, no, not, not me. No, thanks. Because I've been doing resistance training. I've been lifting weights. I've been taking the time to show up now so my future self thanks me. Right? Oof. Yeah. The other thing, too, I've experienced a lot of setbacks in this last year. Some of them expected, some of them not. Between all the different kinds of surgeries and jaw fractures and injuries and all of that nature. But I've always had a baseline. So when those setbacks and recovery periods have had to happen, even though mentally sometimes it's really hard to not move my body, right? We always move for mental health first. When I come back to the gym, I almost am like right back where I was. Maybe a little bit less. That's okay. Being able to have that as your base and then be four, six, eight weeks out from where your typical PRs are or your typical lifting is, how fucking badass is that? 
That's what I've built. So anytime that I get in my mind and I'm like, oh shit, because right now carrying a little extra body fat, totally aware of that. About the same weight, but my body composition's changed because I haven't been lifting because of all the injuries. But I look at myself and I say, you know what? That's okay. You're still here. You know what to do. You still have all of this lifting experience, all of this strength. So get back with your dumbbells, ease back into your barbell, and here you are. Again, squatting over 200 pounds the other week. Because it's in there, it's in me. And it can be inside of you too. I hope that this episode was encouraging for you to start picking up a little bit of a heavier weight. Or if you haven't even picked one up, that's okay. Maybe you're going to go sign up for a boot camp class that's going to get you exposed to some of those dumbbells in a community that's going to support you and encourage you. If you could share this with somebody, maybe your gym partner, maybe the partner that you want to ask to go to the gym with but you're a little bit nervous, could you do that? As always, thank you for tuning in to the Live Well with Jacqueline podcast. Have a great day.